Hi everyone, welcome to Third Coast Gaming Radio. It is um, January 31st, 2021. Um, it's episode 16. I'm joined by my co-host Austin Taylor. I. Yeah, you know, um, we were looking at these Star Wars toys, Austin. Shadows of the Empire has weird Star Wars toy box art. Well, I mean, Don't... it was yeah. it was the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Dash Rendar's ship can flip around like a B-Wing. I don't... I can't look at Star Wars toys for too long and be like, I should buy these, but also, what would I do with them? You know, I didn't even know the B-Wing could do that until, like, Rebels. Huh. Right? Like... And to me, that just looked like Dave Filoni was trying to make the B-Wing cool. You know, Return of the Jedi had some good good ship battles. As, as like, much as I, I don't like Return of the Jedi... Like, half of that movie is pretty fucking cool. The other half of that movie just bums me out. Yeah, I know. You know, it, it's a real bummer that they decided to, like, make so much of that movie about Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. really took away from the Ewok village. Yeah, they should. They really should have just made it all Ewoks, no Luke Skywalker. You yeah, know? absolutely. Like, what if, what if Han Solo had become king of the Ewoks? That's I, all I'm saying. I mean, he is in my AU. Yeah, he could teach the Ewoks about alcoholism, which is obviously what he did between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, and smoking weed. I don't know if Han Solo would ever let himself mellow out like that. Definitely alcohol, but... Definitely. He's too high-strung for space marijuana. Spice, as they call it. Ah, vices, they call it. Uh, speaking of space marijuana, um, PlayStation Plus games for February were announced. What? What? You can get Destruction All-Stars. Which someone who is on space marijuana got the art for this. What am, I got an ad for Billy Blanks auditioning for Geico. See the, see the guy who did the fitness videos in the 2000s? I don't Ty know. Ty Bo, Ty Bo me. I you know I would play Destruction All Stars if I had a, if it was on PS4. I'd play play for a week and then like uninstall it after that. Yeah, this would be like a Rocket League situation for me, where I look at it, appreciate that people might like it, um, and then never touch it. Yeah, if I if I had if it was like a game that me and the group of guys were playing. Once a week, I kind of be into it. I mean, these cars look good. I mean, it's a PS5 game. Kind of looks like a... Could be a PS4 game, too, but... That's a choice, to have it only PS5. I mean, I remember when this was coming out, I was like, oh, that looks cool. Someone will pay full price for that. And then, hey, PS Plus, let's go. That's how... That's... As a game that doesn't have a lot of hype, that's how you get hype, is it just make it free and... People on Twitch will play it, I guess. It's got plat- oh, yeah. it's got parkour in it, Austin. It's got parkour. Mm, is it double jumps? No, you're just like you're just like climbing up ledges and yeah, stuff. It could have a double jump. I don't know. Yeah, like I kind of want to play this. I kind of want to play this. Damn, not having a PS5. <laughs> it seems like it could be fun. Um, yeah, I would. Like, I don't know enough about it to understand, like, the functions that you can fulfill sort of on foot as opposed to driving, but 
I would probably be someone who wants to spend more time seeing what he can do, like on foot and jumping around this map than like competitive driving. Yeah, I think it's like a destruction derby. Yeah. Maybe some races. Oh man, I just I just got a whiff of like okay, do you ever play the Jack and Daxter stuff on PS two? No. Except fourth game is a racing game and like a destruction derby game. Jack X Combat Racing is what we'll call it, Austin. Those games had attitude. You think you think Nathan Drake from Uncharted is sassy. Wait till you meet Daxter. Because Jack doesn't talk at all. I mean, silent protagonists are cool. But he'll stare at you with sass. With attitude. I mean, I can't think of anything more sassy than, like, cracking jokes as you, you know, blow the brains out of someone's skull. So, oh, that too. That's that's sass to me. It's true. And then the other two are Concrete Genie and Control Ultimate Edition, which PS4 and PS5 version come yeah. with that. I uh hey, I get Control. I bought Control like 4 months ago on Xbox cuz it was on sale and you almost bought it on sale. I remember we were talking about it. I did. Yeah, I almost bought this unlimited this ultimate edition um when it was on sale like last week for 20 bucks. Because a part of me just like, you know, like I think controls like dope and I haven't played the DLC yet, so this is exciting. Yeah, and you were what were you talking about the Amazon thing? Did Amazon owe you money? No. What? Oh yeah, because I was waiting for a refund. What were you like, refunding? If I got, I was refunding like several like uh, Christmas gifts that did not work out. Oh. Was one of those cyberpunk Austin? No. Okay. Run me down to the the Christmas gifts that didn't work out, Austin. Well, there were two like there were two pairs of the same shoe that did not fit the person that I bought them for. Oh, gotcha. So that was about forty dollars. Ah, shoes. Um, I'd recommend Concrete Genie. I don't remember if we talked about this on one of the episodes, but that game is cool. Um, you paint stuff, and it kind of is like a light, infamous game, except you're not doing combat at all. I mean, it's that's weird. Cool. Sold me on a more interesting concept than infamous. Um. Yeah, yeah those this, games. Sorry, go for it. Yeah, and it's like this is a like incredibly like expressive looking game. Yeah, it's got some That's it's right. got some moods in it. I should go back and play more of that. But um, oh, man, February good month for PS Plus, man. One of the best games of um the PS4 consoles generation, and then. Control and Concrete Genie. That was a joke. It's not even, uh, it doesn't even make, con- doesn't even make <laughs> sense. As yeah, a joke, it doesn't even game. make sense. People should play Control. Um, she was coming up. Yo, this GameStop shit keeps fucking happening. It closed on uh, January 29th at fucking $325. Yeah, so let's... Little so market, market talk on with the experts at Third Coast Gaming... Uh, yeah. yeah, this has been wild. And it's also been crazy, like, seeing every journalist, like, every journalist I sort of follow, like, 
having to suddenly learn how to parse the stock market. Yeah, that's been interesting. I'll say that um, basically what was going on is uh, the price started going up. It looks like it was like January 11th or 12th. And to start from the beginning is a bunch of hedge funds, which were like uh, groups of people who have like more money to invest in the stocks and stuff, is they were shorting stocks pretty much, is they would borrow stocks and they would sell them to other people at like that $18 price. And then they would set a date like a week from then. And then they would basically buy the stock for lower because shorting is the opposite of the stock market is you sell to someone else so that later on you buy it back from the company to make money off of it pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Because they wanted the stock to go down. Yeah, so when you short, you want the stock to go down. Like there is a, like there's a brief descriptor in a really good write-up by Kyle Orland on ours that I think is very helpful in like understanding short. But if you want like a very expressive and like very thorough sort of examination on how short shorts uh, and hedge funds like this can affect like the economy. There is uh, the big short is basically what was about that, what that movie was about, except that what had to do deal with the uh, housing crash of 2008. Which I'm kind of curious to rewatch that movie because I think I watched it one time and was like, this is boring. But uh, I watched that movie and it never like been so angry in my life oh yeah it's like the first time you watch uh wolf of wall street or something yeah you know it's like (laughs) the first time you like take any sort of course about like how ridiculous the stock market is and how like rigged it really is it's like oh wow i think i hate everything now reminds me when i watched like that snowden movie by oliver stone for the first time i was like oh the government's always listening oh and if jerry my fbi agent who uh, taps myself on you for listening what's up how are the kids uh say hi to your mother for me but yeah so basically after the shorts start happening the reddit group of um i think it was stock market bets or something wall street bets something yeah. like that Wall Street bets. They were getting together and be like, oh, hey, someone's trying to short the stock. Let's all pump this. So when you pump a stock, you get you and everybody you fucking know to buy the stock to just make it go up. So it basically saw like going from like $30 to like $100 to like $150. So over like, here's like four days. It was like $75 on the 25th. It was $150 on the 26th. $350 on the 27th and then it dipped to 190 on the 28th and then 325 on the 29th and these are when it was closing pretty much so that's fucking wild it's just been up and down I think they're trying to get people to they're freezing it so people can't sell it because I don't think they have enough to cover it and a bunch of these smaller stock market websites like Robinhood and stuff can't pay it out it's just wild. I don't know, man. As it turns out, stock market. Like the thing is, is hedge funds work with like millions and billions of dollars. So calling something like Robinhood small is is a bit much. Yeah, but like comparatively, like um, 
just like Robin Hood's haven't been having a hard time like trying to pay them back and um I think it's been crashing the apps that's just what I was hearing I don't know too much about Robin Hood well like every like everyone's been having a like sort of like this is mostly like what the market like what people like in hedge funds are going to tell you is that this is because uh this amount of activity and like this sort of crazed uh like raise in stock price is volatile right and so that's like been the excuse for stopping trading on like uh, among gamestop uh stock as well as like amc stock among multiple uh, oh yeah and blackberry yeah yeah Yeah, it's just been it's like it's been absolutely wild because like i remember like telling some friends about this and the amount of money that i knew was like it was worth like 145 dollars and before i even went to bed that night it was almost 400 yeah it's crazy i remember when it dipped for the first time i was like oh i could buy some this gamestop stock for eight dollars i guess i should have but you pay bills instead of playing the stock market it's all gambling in the end well yeah it's all gambling and you have absolutely no like way to read uh, like no real way to read sort of trends unless you have like something like a Bloomberg terminal. Yeah, like the only trends that are like the ones you jump on is like like I think my mom got in some. Whereas like right before Biden got elected, she grabbed some like like super cheap like below the dollar amount like energy stocks, and they all went up like green energy stuff because Biden's really going in that more anyway cyberpunk got some mods too i thought this was funny because it came off of like it was like two back-to-back articles that i saw that was like oh yeah cyberpunk 2077 now has official mod support five hours later cyberpunk wants you to know that you shouldn't mod keanu sex mods keanu reeves sex mods don't they don't want you to do that, Austin. Yeah, so, like, and the the official reasoning they gave was, like, um, they don't want you, like, mo- swapping models with, like, people who are, with characters who are based on real people uh, that exist within Cyberpunk, uh, unless you have, like, express per- permission from that person. Yeah, and I remember that was happening with, like, Elliot Page from the Beyond Two Souls thing. Well, that was a very... Was weird. That was a very different thing. Um, yeah, but it was still, like, they were getting into, like, the mod, like, files of that game to get, yeah. like, the character model. Yeah, like, a character model that, like, already existed and, like, was more detailed than um, Elliot had agreed to. Oh, I did not know that part. Yeah, it's... that's... Yeah, that's why Elliot pursued legal action against um, Quantic Dream. I don't think anything ever came of it because they were able to sort of get a, um, like on a technicality, they were able to sort of avert um, giving Elliot a case like that. But yeah, I was just in the sense of giving like celebrity space and like being like, oh yeah, you probably don't do weird stuff with someone's likeness that's all i mean yeah yeah and like you can imagine that like a lot of like 
NPCs in Cyberpunk are based like have been were facial were facial captured by like you know like actors and such. So like they are all based on someone's face. But like when this is expressively like this is just Keanu Reeves, um, I imagine like it's that does open them up to perhaps some legality that they don't want to like. Yeah, they only get dragged into another court case because they're already in the middle of one, or they're about to be in one. Um, so they're going to have to be pretty like vigilant about this type of deal because there are a lot, there are a good amount of like sort of C tier like celebrities, and that's where like I mean like streamers, like famous streamers and YouTube personalities, including like Hideo Kojima, uh, who you can find in Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, and they're just going to have to be like on top of mods that let you like switch uh player models around yeah someone turned kojima into a ripper dog as this article is saying i think i think i'd want hideo kojima to work on my robot mods and tell me about why the future sucks i mean hideo kojima playing a ripper dog would actually be a lot cooler than like what he does in that game all right or we're past spoilers for that game what's he doing that game anyway oh it's not even it's not even that important like yeah he like during the heist mission which is like the mission that gives you the sort of cyberpunk 2077 title card right so it's the end of the prologue uh during the heist mission in arasaka tower you can go into like a bar it's not even arasaka tower it's a hotel uh but like you can go to like the hotel bar and hideo kojima is like sitting in a booth surrounded by like a lot of business people and he's talking about like how he wants to uh revolutionize the way uh the sort of the emotions that people feel when going through a brain dance which within cyberpunk is a sort of entertainment medium that you as v use for like detective work mostly which is a like a parallel to a video game you could yeah say. it's like a sort of i don't even want to, i don't want to say vr because it's it's kind of like an ar sort of thing where you're it's basically detective like the later like batman arkham games detective vision right where you're going into a scene and you're just kind of playing it over yeah although i'll say the stranding probably is playing with newer like different ideas i don't know i haven't beaten that game or played any of it so i don't know if those are like i mean mechanically like interesting ideas but like it seems like mechanically death stranding is like interesting right like there aren't many games that want you to consider walking as much as Death Stranding wants you to, aside from like things like Quop, right? And and that's interesting. It's just like when they talk about like what they were talking about specifically in Cyberpunk was like the like narrative, right? Which is something I don't think Kojima has ever been good at. Yeah, I think it's only when his stuff is like super tongue in cheek, that's why I'm like the most interested in it. Cause like Snake Eater, oof, cheesy, cheesy game. Um, what else is on here? Oh, yeah, you you threw me you threw me this um Vice article by Lauren Gurley and Patrick Klepek on Vice about Activision is resisting diversity hiring push by America's unions. If you want to talk about that for a second. Yeah, yeah. So the AFL-CIO is a, like, labor federation, a sort of international labor federation that proposed that companies specifically mentioned in this article were Activision Blizzard and Electronic Arts. They want to, they want them to adopt a sort of a hiring policy 
I believe the short term for it is a Rooney rule, uh, which would require that like every, basically would require that everyone gets an interview, right? Like everyone gets an interview for a position, uh, and that like doesn't it doesn't like kick people out of it, but like does sort of prioritize giving interviews to uh, like minority candidates um, and like people of color, right? Uh, and so like Activision's response was like that they've already taken several like steps to ensure that they get like more diverse height, like get they get more diverse hires. Um, and I believe like when responding specifically to this request for the Rooney rule, it is Ah, here we go. Uh, the proposal leaves no room for the company's management or board of directors to exercise discretion in how new hire new hire decisions are structured. Yeah, and I guess their attorney also wrote, while the company has implemented a Rooney Rule policy as envisioned for director and CEO nominees, implementing a policy that would extend such an approach to hiring all decisions amounts to an unworkable encroachment on the company's ability to run its business and compete for talent in a highly competitive, fast-moving market. I don't know, just, yeah, like, which is, business talk. Yeah, it's it's real sort of business talk, like, nothing, like, it, there's no, like, significant or, like, there's no significant, like, actual, like, evidence or, like, statement in that. It's just kind of, like, we don't want to do that because a lot of, like, what you, a lot of what Activision does, like, when it sort of lists, like, new uh, new hires is like they want to get that like filled as quickly as possible and they want to like reach out to like specific candidates so that way they can like absorb talent very quickly is something that they've done in the past especially when regards to like getting like new directors yeah so i i hope they uh it should be doing a little more with that it should should be noted that ea like EA, which is the other company mentioned in this article, was is open to implementing the Rooney rule like that. Because it doesn't like the this Rooney rule does not actually like really change much about hiring practices as much as it is just you need to give everyone an interview. Yeah, which is like, you know, something companies should do. Yeah, which is like a very basic step in the hiring process. It's very, it's especially easy now in the midst of COVID where like you can't meet people IRL. So like you are just going to end up calling a lot of people and you're going to have a lot of like over Zoom or the phone interviews. Yeah. All right. This other thing that was coming up was um, Microsoft put out a statement saying that their Game Pass subscribers had hit 18 million, which, hey, they're still going up there, man. Um. They were saying that Xbox Live has more than 100 million active viewers, so it's about 10 to 11, no, it's actually like 18% of their active users are uh, Game Pass subscribers, which is cool, you know. The Medium came out on Game Pass a couple days ago, too. That game looks really sick. It's kind of like a Silent Hill... Uh, Resident Evil horror, but without the action, and you're just kind of like solving puzzles and going around this spooky environment and stuff. But hey, it's cool on um, it's cool on Game Pass. 
still getting cooler. I, I still wish they'd do something with like gold and game pass and like if they if they had a game pass ultimate thing that was like a yearly subscription instead of like because right now they can you can get like forty five dollars for three months, but I mostly will dip into Game Pass and get it for like a month every three yeah. or four months. So. Yeah, like a limited amount of time, sort of yeah. stop for a bit. Like I'm probably gonna stop uh, subscribing to Game Pass here in a bit since they raised the like price on PC to from five to ten. I'll go ahead. Yeah, and, and the only thing. And the only thing I was playing on PC Game Pass was Halo. So last time we played it, I ended up just buying Halo, and then I didn't resubscribe back. But yeah, for these services that I don't use month to month, like Crunchyroll, which is an anime service that Sony also bought, but um, I, I'll use that two or three months out of the year, and then I won't have like a monthly subscription for it. But the, yeah, they have a bunch of cool stuff, man. They put that destiny expansion on game pass 2 which is fucking wild i didn't think they were gonna do that and that basically makes if you're a game pass subscriber that game is just free you can just play all the content that comes out except for i think the uh the seasonal stuff yeah that's like the battle pass you would have to pay for but all the seasonal other stuff like when they do those events you get access to that but you don't get the exotics that are in that battle pass i still just think that there's i don't know if we've ha- like seen a very sort of um like frank report about like how the financial situation of like publishing a game on game pass works because that's still what i'm interested in because like we have like you know people talk about using game pass as a way to introduce people to like you know uh, games like like the medium right which was not given like that significant a marketing push uh by its publisher and like probably wouldn't find much of an audience if if it didn't have like the availability through game pass but i have no idea like how like financially it's sort of beneficial this kind of agreement is yeah and i think there there was actually another article that was coming out that said they had recouped all the costs for the development team already and i don't know if that includes so they're a polish no this is from some published polish publication okay so yeah it made back its development costs and marketing costs after a week so i'm curious if that's the game pass payout from microsoft in addition to like it's um actual releases but that that game does interesting stuff and i think there is a market of people who are into those survival horror like atmospheric story things i guess it and there's not a lot going on right now like january is a good month for these like smaller titles that aren't like triple a bangers you know yeah like there are a lot of people who want to see more things in that space and well, really, all all people have in that space in this moment is, like, Resident Evil. Yeah, and then some of those, like, PC first-person stuff. Like, I think, like, I wouldn't call it Tacoma being in there, but it does... Because there, there are those, like, walking simulator, like, atmospheric games that do a lot, too. Sure, sure but I think, like... I'm trying to think of the last one that came out. There's enough, like... 
well, even then, I think, like, people, like, want more, a bit more, like, I don't need to say, like, more interactivity with stuff like that, because I don't play a lot of, like, horror, um, first-person games in that, in the vein of, like, a, an amnesia, but, like, my understanding is a lot of those are just, like, hide from an invincible boy. Yeah, there's some of that. I think a couple of the ones that the one that came out the most that seems interesting is the one where you're going through the house of your relatives and stuff. But God, I cannot remember what it's called. Edith Finch. Yeah, yeah, Edith Finch. Yeah. yeah, but that's not even like that's not even horror. No, but that one's very like I kind of lumped that and like medium in a similar place where it's like puzzly and atmospheric like environment that you're walking around in. But that's just like my own brain categorizing things. Sure. I just, I think people want to be spooked. That's true. They're not getting their spooks. And like the thing that people are taking from Resident Evil Village right now is not that it's spooky. I mean, some people are, but some people are talking about Resident Evil Village as being pretty spooky. Uh, But like the thing everyone is focusing in on is not how scary that game is. Yeah, it's I want the tall lady to step on me. Yeah. I sent you that meme image of the the crow yelling eight foot tall vampire GF step on me, mommy. I was like, alright. Got it, that fucking encapsulates the internet right there. I yeah. Just as it turns out, you make hot video game characters and the internet gets horny. That's just it's just a continuous cycle. And I'll, you know, all you need is just, apparently all you need is just tall women. And you know what? That's fine. Yeah. Um, hmm. speaking of tall women, they're making a Skull Island anime series. Kong could be a tall woman or man. But, um, I, 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 I would... jokes aside, I'm really excited for, like, anime adaptations of tomb raider and skull island like see i would have led with the tomb raider i would have segued into the tomb raider bit of for that for that connection it's Uh, true yeah yeah no it's it's interesting like the amount of sort of game and like fringe properties like that netflix wants to adapt here because we heard rumors of like the skull island adaptation a while ago uh, to get confirmation on that alongside a Tomb Raider like series is is pretty interesting. Also to hear that like the yeah like this Tomb Raider series is connected to the trilogy like that uh, Square just concluded with Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I you know I wish I played those games more. I heard the second one is really fucking cool. But, I um... I mean. Yeah, yeah, they're fine. Uh, let's see. The series is being written by Tasha Huo, who's working on the Witcher spinoff, The Witcher Blood Orange, which... Is that a animated Witcher thing, or is that a... Blood Orange. It's animated. The Witcher. the Witcher Blood Orange. Um, no, that's a... Blood Origin. Oh, the people on this fucking website spelled... It's blood origin, right? That's great. Yeah, they did. It was some game crate. I want that actually. I want that series. No, I'm pretty sure uh, Blood Origins is a uh, is a live action. They just had they just cast their lead uh, in that series, being about a, if I'm not mistaken, uh, like the first Witcher 
or some such thing. Hey man, I guess that that season did really well. That they just are like, hey, we'll make two. Se- we'll give you two seasons. No, yeah, it it did. Like that season did absolute numbers. It's wild. Um, it, like it's 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 crazy to think about how successful The Witcher was as a sort of like series that it feels like a sort of modern day like dip into the like pool of xena and shows like that yeah as it turns out people like some fantasy tv show with uh yeah people want some fantasy camp yeah some fantasy camp with a lonely lonely man hangs out with orphan you know the very popular uh subgenre that has batman and kratos in it yeah it turns out people just like sad dads and man i can't wait for people to meet the sad the saddest form of Geralt dad in the second season ah it'll be so exciting who's that who's i'm trying to think of the other sad oh mandalorian that's the other sad dad well he's not sad he's just single no but he's totally that's totally what's going on there um and then EA announced the Skate 4 development team. They are called Full Circle. Um, you know, that, that they hadn't really talked about who was putting it together, so... Well, I mean, they just hadn't talked about Skate 4, cool. <laughs> like, ever. And uh, it looks like it's um, the the lead in there is Daniel McCulloch uh, from General Manager of Xbox Live. Also producer on Forza and some of Microsoft's first party connect stuff. So, Hey, you know, I'll be interested to see what's coming out of skate four. Uh, I didn't really play two or three, but my friends were really into that. I remember having a good time. Some cool stuff. I, the only thing around skate three that I remember, I don't even know if it was skate three, but like there was with the, on the Wii, there was a skateboard like peripheral um that actually might have actually been tony hawk yeah i was thinking it was tony hawk ryan ah that's ah, yeah whatever but i want to see i want to see skate Ford use that <laughs> that controller is weird i want i want to see i want to see that controller come back because we've already gotten our yeah. motion like our, our playstation motion controls came back um all we need is that really weird board thing to come back and then that will herald the return of the connect it's true the herald the connect yeah um hey my dogs are causing a ruckus so i'll be right back but do you want to talk about him and three recouping its costs and being cool as shit sure just me okay you got this awesome yeah. i'm handing this off to you okay oh uh, yeah so like hitman three sort of i think this is one of the one of like the first stories like of this type of stories that you've seen regarding this series of hitman in particular being that it has recouped its development costs which is interesting uh because this is the first of like the hitman trilogy that was not published by an external uh company because so i'm not mistaken hitman one was a square the hitman 2016 was a square enix joint um which then led to them like did not do well seemingly 
and led to them separating from IO Interactive and IO sort of taking the Hitman license with them. Uh, Hitman 2 was published with the assistance of WB Games. But Hitman 3 was, I should say Warner Brothers Interactive, He's a, I think WB Games is like a different thing. But Hitman 3 is a self-published um, game in the first of the series, and while there is definitely probably some sort of financial aid or financial assistance that came from uh, the like epic exclusivity deal on PC, uh, it's really it's neat to see that this game has like been successful after a week because a like the studios had a kind of a rough time with getting stuff like this published uh, and getting people to sort of get on board with this series, which is a just a fantastic sort of stealth action series and definitely like the like the, one of the best interpretations of like the hitman ip that we've seen in a while probably since like blood money or hitman 2 i would argue uh and it, it's good to see that like this trilogy is going to end on a like financially successful note for io so maybe maybe they'll come back to this at some point, even though they have said that this is the conclusion of the World of Assassination trilogy uh, as a like sort of begin I guess begin work on James Bond and this game's DLC, which they've spoken a bit about and like their a bit about with their sort of what they want to do with this game's DLC, which is not like as seemingly not as ambitious as like making whole new areas like they did for Hitman Two. Uh, but yeah, like, this is interesting. I still really want to. I haven't played this yet, and I still really want to because this article has a gameplay video attached, and it just seems wild. Absolutely wild to me. Um, yeah, like I'm glad that this is a. There is going to be a success story at the end of what has been a very. I don't want to say volatile, but like very um, seemingly stressful, like cycle of development across this trilogy. Um, especially just consider this is yeah, like again, like these are probably the best stealth games on the market in my eyes right now. Like they are wacky enough uh, to where you can remove them from this sort of very serious atmosphere of like a I don't know Dishonored. And you can play all three of them in the third game. And in VR. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, Hitman 3 came with, like, such new features. Like, the work that they've done to the engine in this third game seems pretty great. Uh, and the VR... The VR mode is going to be a whole thing. Yeah, I watched one, a uh, Brad Shoemaker play Hitman's VR stuff on stream... And uh, it's hilarious. You can just ragdoll people. Like, when you grab people with your hands, you can just move their bodies around and stuff. It's hilarious. Yeah, like, you can... Just the mode of interaction in VR is so different. Uh, it's like, you can already grab, like, people. Like, you can grab people in whichever way, like, that they're facing you when you play just the main Hitman games. But, like, with VR... Like just picking people up and probably tossing them around because I imagine that there's no like like accounting for weight 
Yeah, and there was a really good way to describe it was you are you can shake people like Homer shaked like Homer was choking Bart in the early seasons of The Simpsons. Like, yeah, that kind of like wild ragdolling. You know, it seems it seems wild. Uh, yeah. I'm going to see if... Were those... Were Hitman 1 and 2 ever on PS Plus? Because I might see if I have those or if I they're on sale or something. kind of want to play 2. I don't know if 1 might have been. I think... I'm actually pretty sure at some point 1 was. Uh, because I remember like buying the Hitman episodes very slowly. And then they removed them from like the PlayStation Marketplace as like an episodic release and just released one as a full deal. Um, so uh, I, here we go. Uh, Hitman, the complete first season for honor were in yeah. February, 2019, I guess. Yeah. So you can, so you might have Hitman one. I don't think Hitman two's ever been like PlayStation plus. No. Well, here's some other cool stuff that happened. Um, they fucking, <laughs> yeah, which is like, yo, uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is free on Epic Store right now, and apparently 19 million people downloaded it, which doesn't surprise me very much, but I think that's neat. That kind of gives a little life into that game, and some of those people are going to buy some buy some uh, skins, maybe. I, I think that's like a smart business move. And that game's, that game's okay. Like, it's it's missing some of the tuning that, like, battlefront has like what i will call like spawn tuning or like just me getting destroyed by people like i don't know i feel like i always have an edge up on people in like battlefield but in battlefront i always seems to get murdered way too fast i don't know yeah well i mean i wouldn't like based on my experience with battlefront i would not say that those maps are particularly well-designed arenas like they're very interesting looks into environments uh, and nice homages, but like I've, I've never really liked the flow of the arenas within Battlefront Two. No, some of the ones we were on ended up having like weird, like, um, what I'll call like mountains between certain areas that like limit, like people in like certain corridors or like roads of like attacks where it's just like you don't really have any ways of like. It's like head-on battles with nothing on the sides happening. Yeah, like, they revolve so highly around, like, choke points that are hard to flank. And even when you do flank them, I've never felt particularly, like, effective as anyone who's not, like, a, a hero. Actually, no, I've never felt particularly effective in Battlefront 2. And that could just be the fact I'm bad at a video game, and that's fine. Uh, but, like, even when I flank people, it's it doesn't do much. Yeah, and I've never been, um, I've never put the hours into that. It's fine, and whatever. Uh, the, the last thing we have on here, I almost skipped it, was the, uh, Knights of the Old Republic game is in development without EA and Bioware, apparently. Something you kind of pulled. Yeah, yeah, uh, this is a whole thing. Um, from the Bespin Bulletin podcast. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, yeah the best one. Yeah, so the B O B pod, the B O B podcast, which I think yeah is just like 
stand-in for the specimen bulletin is a sort of a weird and interesting like little insider podcast into some gives you some insiders knowledge to some of like the going on in star wars and such and the other thing to note here that like halfway through this ign write-up on it that i'm looking at right now the other thing to note is that um like this was also sort of like the idea of this was also echoed by uh jason schreier who like loves to do that little thing where like if he has insider knowledge that he can get away with like sharing little tidbits of on social media he will uh and he had also like sort of echoed the uh rumors that he that this was being worked on by someone outside of ea and uh bioware which isn't particularly like surprising to me he's kind of been like getting bioware to do like you know anthem stuff for the better part of the last few years so moving on to a different studio is it's like is expected but the fact that this is without ea is is i think the more interesting bit here yeah and i think there's uh i don't know I, I i could play a kotor game i'm curious how close to the rpg roots they'll give it and that's that's where we get into the big one some real territory which is like what does because like nice the old republic is based off of like second edition D D stuff like rules and like mechanics so like what does this even look like now is this like this definitely isn't going to be a D D um like 5e bit in star wars i wouldn't think no or something close to like what i'll say is like how jade empire i don't know um like the typical like bioware like rpg i think to meet like a broader audience, I'm. I think it's gonna turn into like closer to like a hack and slash. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise with me. an RP, RPG stuff in it. Yeah, I could definitely. So. I could see that, but it's the other thing here is like the wording is very precise, which is a Knights of the Old Republic game, not like a remake. So I mean, this could probably still be a remake. It probably will be a remake, and that would be disappointing. Um, but like what does like what does a new coder game look like uh like what story does this want to tell and does this still want to be about like darth revan uh, i think it'll just be set in the same time and then like not really who knows we'll see <laughs> we'll, we'll see yeah. and now i just have questions and i don't like having questions i don't have answers it's true but as we've seen, who needs questions when you can go back and play the original game? But uh, we'll get back into that when we come back for gameplay impressions. All right. Um, where can people find you on Twitter? I'm at Travis23Doyle on Twitter. See y'all later. Good night.